From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, heating disruption. For receptor disruption on OCT also could be an indication for surgical removal. First this. You're enjoying As Seen From Here, the landmark podcast from the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, launched way back in February of 2005. Why not enjoy some of the other ASCRS offerings, including the ASCRS Symposium in Congress, the meeting to end all meetings in ophthalmology, or the ASCRS Winter Update, where you can meet one-on-one with some of ophthalmology's most important leaders in a beautiful setting. Or see the future of ophthalmology at iSpace MD, the global ophthalmic classroom brought to you by the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. If you're a resident, check out openophthalmology.com, an extensive lecture series on clinical optics. And remember, Residents and fellows can join the ASCRS at no cost. But please, don't do any of these things until you've enjoyed this episode of As Seen From Here. Ophthalmology is undergoing the same sort of transformation now that neurology underwent four decades ago. Instead of inferring the presence of pathology from a patient's description of symptoms, decreased visual acuity, metamorphopsia, or waiting until changes are grossly apparent on conventional examination, we're now able to image the retina at a resolution in which pathology can be identified correctly and early on. But now that diagnostic tools like OCT exist, the question arises, should structural change itself be an indication for treatment. My guest today, Hyung Jun Ko, thinks that under certain circumstances, the answer to that question is yes. What is the currently understood pathophysiology of epiretinal membranes? The pathogenesis of idiopathic epiretinal membrane is that glial cells of retinal origin proliferate through defects in the internal limiting membrane. Glial cell, primarily fibrous astrocyte, also, neural cells migration through breaks in the inner lamina seems to be responsible for producing uh, epithelial membrane. These breaks were usually associated with vitreous cavity. As the membrane extends over the surrounding retina, a layer of vitreous is trapped against the inner limiting lamina. Clinically, severe membranes contain four distinct cell types including fibrous astrocytes, RTE cells, fibrocytes, and macrophages. The combination of cells in each membrane may vary according to the predisposing clinical entity. That's the pathogenesis we are uh, uh, thinking. And what are the current indications for surgery? The goal of surgery is to relieve the traction caused by acaritinal membrane. The indications for surgery vary by individual, but surgery has been usually reserved 
for those cases in which vision has decreased to the 2060 level, eyes with 2050 vision are occasionally considered for surgery if the primary complaint is diplopia or if the patient suffers debilitating metamorphosia and it requires better vision to continue working. Dr. Ko, how successful is membrane peel surgery? The flattening of the macula after removal of an idiopathic membrane is not as dramatic. During the early postoperative period, areas of white retina disappears and the retina smooths out considerably. However, in many cases, minimal residual stroia remain indefinite despite complete membrane removal. Vision frequently remains poor only after surgery. It usually takes several weeks for a patient's vision to improve to the preoperative level. Despite this, patients note improvement in metamorphosia during the first month after a vitrectomy. However, a generally accurate membrane surgery is very successful and patients gain good visual uh, recovery gradually until six months after surgery. In some patients, more improvement still exists up to 12 months after operation. Overall, in eyes undergoing vitrectomy for idiopathic accurate membrane, vision improves eventually to all more cellular lines in up to 80%. What question did your study, did this study, seek to answer? Recently, many physicians demonstrated that photoreceptor disruption detected by OCT is a predictor of poor visual outcome after accurate membrane surgery and prompt surgical intervention is required to prevent irreversible photoreceptor damage. Although this function of the innermost macular layers may be a primary impairment caused by apparatus membrane, the fact that photoreceptor integrity per se is a significant prognostic factor indicates that multifocalizing mapping of outer retinal function may be valuable in prediction of visual outcome. In the present study, we evaluated the prognostic values of preoperative OCT findings and MFELG responses with respect to visual outcomes after accurate membrane surgery. Can I get you to describe the design of your study and, and what were the main outcome measures? This study is retrospective, consecutive, single surgeon-based observational study. We retrospectively reviewed data for consecutive patients who were diagnosed with unilateral idiopathic apparatus membrane and operated on by a single surgeon for apparatus membrane removal. Main outcome measures were vascularity visual acuity, preoperative OCT, and multifocal ERG values. Correlations between vascularity visual acuity results and preoperative OCT and multifocal ERG values were analyzed. One way analysis of variance was used to determine whether visual acuity parameters like final uh, best visual acuity and 
perioperative descriptive visual acuity change and multifocal ELG values were significantly dependent on four receptor status. Two identified factors related to visual prognosis, multivariate regression analysis was performed using final best corrective visual acuity value as a dependent variable. What does photoreceptor disruption look like uh, on OCT? Intact photoreceptor was defined as a continuous hyper-reflective line corresponding to ISOS junction that lies between the interdigitation of the outer segment of photoreceptors and retinal pigment epithelium and external limiting membrane. A disruptive photoreceptor line was characterized by a hypo-reflective discontinuity in the hyper-reflective ISOS junction. If the ISOS junction was not clearly delineated because of the severe macular edema or some other artifact, the eye was regarded as uncheckable in my study. In this study, we used a time domain OCT, which was only available machine before the introduction of spectral domain OCT. Nowadays, most clinics, including us, are using a spectral domain OCT with much higher resolution. With this, we can clearly see ISOS line in most cases. We're going to be talking about ERGs also. What does P1 implicit time tell us? There is evidence that P1 includes contributions from neural bipolar cells. Thus, our results that P1 response, not N1 response, is a significant prognostic factor suggests that neural bipolar cell abnormality induced by accurate membrane could be a main determinant of postoperative visual recovery. Another interesting point is that there are some eyes that show discrepancy between structural and functional assessment. According to our results, P1 implicit time delay could be more sensitive indication for poor visual recovery than the status of photoreceptor disruption assessed by OCT. Well, we're on the subject of findings. What were your findings? What were your results, Dr. Ka? Uh, in the present study, we found that both uh, structural integrity assessed by OCT and functional assessment using multifocal ERG were useful predictors of visual outcome after accurate membrane surgery. As expected, photoreceptor integrity of the ISOS junction had a significant association with visual outcome after accurate membrane surgery. Of the various multifocal ERG parameters, P1 implicit time was the most significant factor for final best corrective visual acuity, whereas other multifocal ERG parameters were not. Therefore, early membrane removal would be more beneficial to gain good postoperative visual outcome before photoreceptor integrity is compromised or P1 implicit time is delayed. Since N1 and not P1 reflects photoreceptor function, is it really photoreceptor disruption that we're talking about? 
uh, maybe it could be still the role of M1 or Q1 amplitude or implicit time is not known exactly. There is some evidence that M1 response includes contributions from the forest at the cell, and then P1 includes uh, contributions from neural bipolar cells. Thus, the dysfunction of neural bipolar cells causing neural transmission delay might precede that of four receptor cells in early accurator members, and it also correlated well with final visual recovery, according to our study. Also, some studies have been reported that the four receptor damages reduced the multifocal ERG amplitudes, and they did not recover following apparatus membrane removal. Also, in our study, mean preoperative P1 amplitude and implicit time of affected eyes differed significantly from those of normal follow eyes. However, neither the N1 amplitude nor the N1 implicit time of affected eyes was significantly different from that of follow eyes. Can we use OCT photoreceptor disruption as an indication for surgery? Or does photoreceptor disruption mean that we're already too late? As a result of this study, photoreceptor disruption on OCT also could be an indication for surgical removal, although the prognosis after surgery is not quite good compared to nearly normal photoreceptor layer. Thus, we recommend earlier surgical removal rather than traditional indication in patients who complain of decreased vision or metamorphosia. Also, current, uh, also because of current improvement of surgical equipment and techniques, there is also no need, almost no need, for wait until visual acuity decreased, uh, reaches to 2060 or 2050 of classic surgical indication. So then, Dr. Ko, what do you do in your own practice? Do you use evidence of photoreceptor disruption on OCT or delayed P1 implicit time in the absence of other clinical change as an indication for membrane peel? Yeah, we usually perform spectral domain OCT preoperatively to evaluate the status of atherotin membrane. If full receptor disruption is noted with a corresponding visual decrease, we inform the patients that visual prognosis after surgical removal may not be quite good. The examination of multifocal ERD is not mandatory in my practice now, but if patients who decide uh, to receive atherotin membrane surgery, I recommend multifocal ERD test for the functional assessment and the functional outcome of the surgery. Dr. Ko, thank you so much. My pleasure. Hyung Jun Ko is Assistant Professor of Ophthalmology in the Department of Ophthalmology at Yonsei University College of Medicine in Seoul, Korea. His paper, Structural and Functional Predictors of Visual Outcome of Epiretinal Membrane Surgery, appears in the January 2012 issue of the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Ko or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. 
write to me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.